Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Inner Surveillance. Inner Surveillance. Another week, another dollar. I might have said that backwards. Anyways, um, okay, so today we have a very special guest. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, I haven't been here the whole time. <laughs> right. So, Imani is actually in Portugal on a solo trip. And a couple weeks ago, we were kind of looking through, I don't know how we got on this topic, but we were talking about the differences between men and women and their solo adventures. Yes, we were. So as a result of that, I kind of want to do this episode um, very similar to an interview style where I'm going to be interviewing Imani since she has taken more solo trips than I have and kind of do a reflection, talk about motives, um, our intent, and if we have any key takeaways at the end for anyone watching or who is really interested to do something similar. Let's get started. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. All right, so tell us a little bit about the trip so far like when you left and kind of primarily the main reason as to why you chose Portugal so I left November 14th so last last set, set Sunday last Sunday I left um, I chose Portugal because I was in some Facebook group and she kept on talking about how great Portugal was but I also watched a YouTube video a while ago that said that Ireland was also a good place to do a solo trip. So it was between Portugal and Ireland, but I was like, uh, it's winter, Ireland's too cold. Let me choose Portugal. Um, but so far the trip's been going pretty well. Um, Portugal, I didn't really do too much research. Um, I did enough to get me here. <laughs> As you should. But- <laughs> Um, as for the actual culture, because I'm like, oh, it's like a European city, I should be fine. But as for the actual culture of Portugal, um, and like e- economics and stuff like that, um, I've been learning since I've been here and uh, just the diversity here, the demographics, it's been really interesting to learn along the way. Fantastic. Now, can we want to retract a little bit what is a solo trip and why would somebody be inclined to partake in one um so a solo trip is when you go on a trip solo (laughs) groundbreaking um yes a solo trip is essentially when you go on a trip solo um why would somebody want to go on one there's many different reasons um for the most part, in my case, in my cases, um, I go on solo trips because my friends aren't able to go or family can't afford or just one thing or another to where someone can't go. Because um, I, pre- I do prefer or I would like to go on more trips, more group trips with friends. It's that's just not how the cookie's been crumbling, and I'm not gonna let nobody hold me back from doing what I got to do to the places that I got to see. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but it's but it's also can be a, an internal discovery. Um, so that's why I've been enjoying doing it because I get to truly be by myself, truly 
find my independence. You have to navigate a new country where they may speak a different language, where you don't know where you're going um, by yourself. Right. So it can be a very empowering thing to discover uh, in, inside. Yeah. And that's why I kind of want to do a deep dive. And I thought that this topic might be appropriate for this podcast since it's all about introspection, right? Like self-reflection. Because I feel like going on a solo trip. And by the way, I want to emphasize that you don't necessarily have to leave the country to go on an impactful solo trip, right? Um, I've definitely gone to places by myself, even if it were to be like in in the city you know where you're kind of on your own time and you're not really relying on anyone else to tell you where to go or what activities to do you're kind of just (laughs) groundbreaking living (laughs) (laughs) yes actually living absolutely so I think um I like the fact that you mentioned that it can be very empowering for people right because it new experiences and kind of you know being adaptable and flexible at least to that extent can be really really astonishing for some people you know just stepping out of your comfort zone in general I feel like definitely going abroad to a country where you might not be so familiar with the culture um, I think it's only like just emphasized tenfold So let's talk a little bit about the introspection part. If you are comfortable sharing based on some of your previous experiences or trips that you've been on, what are some of the discoveries, you know, um, that you've kind of stumbled upon? Um, So the discoveries that I've kind of stumbled upon. So I guess I'll start with my very first solo trip. And okay. I'll, I'll say this, the first solo trip I went on would be, uh, I would consider it to be just my first solo adventure. Right. <laughs> um, so I went to Niagara Falls by myself and it was the first time that I had actually done anything like that. I drove, I drove from Kent, Ohio to Niagara Falls, New York, um, stayed in a hostel. And that was the first time that I felt just free to do whatever I wanted, free to do my own thing, free to be on my own schedule. And I hadn't really experienced anything like that before. Um, so that was probably the first disco- first initial discovery. Can I pause happened. you right there? Yeah. So why do you think that difference is so drastic? Because you made a, a key statement. That was the first time I felt like I could do X, Y, and Z. Like, why do you think people feel so much more, quote unquote, free when some people might still have a lot of flexibility, you know, like working from home, for example? Like, what is it, in your opinion, about embarking on this trip or adventure that makes you feel, quote unquote, free? Out of my comfort zone, even within my own city, there's still a level of comfort, even if I'm going to a place that I've Mm. never been to before, because I know these people. These, I'm pretty sure even if I'm in another city, I can run into somebody I went to high school with. 
So it's, it's literally something that's been, that was completely out of my comfort zone. And almost, even though I was just going a couple hours away to New York, it was still a big deal in my family. There were, <laughs> they were like concerned for me. Um, so it's almost like, I can do this. I can prove to them that I can do this. Like everything's going to be fine. Mm. Um, so you think yeah. it was a combination of things that kind of triggered like that new experience for you? Or was it solely just judgment from other people that you were leaving behind? I was leaving behind the judgment. I was leaving, I was looking forward to doing things on my own. Mm. How do I explain this? <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really an interesting topic because I don't feel like people I've I've never listened to anybody talk about their solo travels in the way um in the subcategory of like doing the self-introspection. And I feel like a lot of times we go on this trip on these trips with the sole purpose of, you know, just to have fun and get away, but really you get so much in return. Yeah, no. I, I definitely always get something in return. It was just a break from like everything right so this of course is during this of course when I when I went to Niagara Falls this is during college so during college I just needed I needed a break this was during what because I went to go see you during this time mm -hmm. it was like spring break fall whatever March it was March I remember yeah so it was spring break and I just needed I just needed a break I needed a break I needed to feel into myself because I had been like with the roommate just surrounded by people all the time or surrounded by other people's agenda all the time and even if I were to go back home for spring break it's still not what I want to do what I would want to do and spend how I would, would want to spend my time because mm -hmm. of course my family has plans oh you're coming back for spring break let's do this da, 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 da. so right it's it's just something that I, I even though I've always been independent I've never felt that and the that sense of independence that sense of sort of self-reliance do you think it has something to do with control it probably does it probably does but with self with with solo trips there is a certain sense of control but there's also a lack of control you're in a new environment you that's don't true. know what, what's going to happen there's many variables yeah like it, it, exactly so because when I went to Niagara Falls I was expecting one thing and got another because I went to Niagara Falls in the winter time mm -hmm. <laughs> so there was like glacier, like ice ice on the falls and just different yeah. things that were that was happening that I've never seen in pictures before um yeah, <laughs> I can definitely see because while you were talking that triggered in my mind. So I can definitely see how people get almost like addicted to that type of feeling. Because yes. while you were explaining <laughs> it, and I'm not saying this is like directly pinpointed towards you, but we've all seen people that travel full time and blog, per se, right. you know, and I think the euphoria that you get from having everything be on you. Some people actually really, really enjoy that feeling, right? And I can see how one would get um, 
extremely addicted to that or wanting to find the next best thing, the next new experience to kind of challenge themselves internally. Because yeah. even though, right, like you said, there's etern- external factors, um, you're still the one that's 100% responsible for the outcome, which can be extremely invigorating if you like that type of power or control over your life. And I feel like a lot of us, you know, who, I mean, just from sheer statistics, a lot of people don't enjoy their jobs. So the feeling of entrapment, I think, is really prevalent in our society right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, doing something like this can feel like a complete 180. Yes, it's it's completely. And it and (laughs) when you said the word challenge, I feel like that's exactly the way that I view these solo trips, especially as a woman. Yeah, Um, it is a challenge. And even talking to somebody in the hostel uh, last week, uh, a woman in the hostel, she also has done a lot of solo trips and she did uh, travel extensively throughout South America. She's like, yeah, South America, if I could travel to South America, I can, traveling through Europe is easy. So you can kind of see Mm -hmm. how she also kind of- Makes it a game. Yes, she made it a a game. game. Right. Where- and I agree with her. Europe traveling after after traveling in Mexico, Europe is Europe is nothing. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Do you think, um, in your personal opinion, that the experiences differ from staying in your home country <clears throat> versus leaving abroad? And if so, how are some of those experiences different? <laughs> staying in my home country. Sorry, I know I'm asking deep questions. (laughs) I think that's what I've been trying to recreate. Well, I'm not going to say trying. I've been thinking about trying to recreate at home. Because when when I'm I'm traveling now, I just talked to you the other day. I was like, Denisa, I feel alive. Like, I feel like I'm actually living life. When I'm at home, I don't feel like I'm living life. Why I think it's because I think it's because there's not that discovery. I feel like I already know everything. You know, I know that if I go down the street to the left and, you know, 200 meters, that there's going to be a dollar store. Like, like I already know what's going to like, I know at five o'clock in the morning, the roosters down the road are going to crow. I feel like I live in the country. Oh, Lord. Right. (laughs) I mean, we're not that far off. (laughs) Like there, there is no, no challenge, no sense of adventure that presents itself when I'm constantly in a new environment. It's just monotony. (laughs) Right. So, okay. Is the impact of that feeling the same, whether you go to another state? you know, across the country? Or is it the same when you go abroad? Like, how does that differ for you? When I go to another state, it is almost the same as going abroad. When I was in Arizona, because there's just so much to see, there's so much to discover in Arizona. So there is a sense of you can stay within your own country and still find that sense of adventure and still feel like you're living because you're in a new place, a new area, you're out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say traveling to another country um, prevents 
not prevents, presents more challenges. More challenges. So it raises the, the difficulty level, level. And if once you beat it, <laughs> it really does sound like a game. Once yeah. you make it through, you feel like the champion. Like you really feel just an extreme sense of independence. Um, and if you're going, and then you don't have to go to the, um, you can also go on a solo trip for the purpose of self-discovery. I like the feeling of, of independence. And then along the way, I may make some, some self-discovery realizations as I'm going throughout the day. Um, right. I feel when I traveled in the country, like in country in the States, I didn't really, um, I don't feel like I had as many self-realizations than I okay. do when I'm traveling out. Um, Was there a reason why. for that? You don't, you don't know why? I don't know. Why. I don't know if it's because like there's still a sense of familiarity and there hasn't been too many mm. challenges that have presented that haven't been easily uh, been remedied. So I think that is the, probably the reason why, because of course, self-realizations come with moments of silence and, and moments of challenge. Um, and maybe just when I was in the States, there wasn't too many moments of silence and too many, the, too many difficult challenges. Yeah, I feel like for me personally, every time I've traveled abroad, it's almost as if I go into survival mode. Yes. Right? <laughs> and honestly, you kind of do because you have to be a lot more alert and attentive and pay, you know, closer attention to details because you're in a new environment. So you're, yeah. I feel like subconsciously a lot more attentive and maybe because of that simple mindset switch, you are more prone to doing uncovering more self-discoveries um you know abroad especially in a country where you're not familiar with the language mm -hmm. um because you are just more attentive so or living in the moment per se yeah if you will I'm really living in the moment exactly okay I want to I want to transition really really quickly and into <coughs> talking about um our viewers people that might be listening do you think there yeah. are any any cons maybe to solo traveling first and foremost for people that might be you know trying to book their next plane ticket cons to solo traveling um i think the biggest con is that i don't have anybody to and i mentioned this to you after i got back from mexico I don't have anybody to share these memories with. It's just me. So sometimes when I come back home and I'm telling my mom about this, that, and the third, it almost feels like a separate reality um, because, it, because they haven't had the same life experience. They haven't had the same experiences. They haven't even been to the country right or been around the culture so it's hard to describe the feeling it's, exactly it's hard to describe the feeling the smell the the sound like everything right of the trip that you just went on and the experience that you had so it just feels like I was in some alternate like alternate universe while I was in Mexico 
and I came back and like everything was still the same. <laughs> so if you've ever done drugs and you try to explain to someone what that experience was like, that's what solo traveling is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. No, I can definitely resonate. And I feel like throughout my upbringing, at least in my um, young adult life, I mean, even now, like trying to meet new people, um, both friends and like romantic relationships, it's kind of hard to relay to people you know the living experiences that you had even growing up in the military whether it was traveling from state to state because someone who's who was born and raised in the same city or the same state their entire lives has no idea what you're talking about you know from as far as they know your experiences are exactly what they've seen on tv and there we all know that if you actually travel to some of those countries there's a lot of stereotypes that are portrayed um, in the media that I don't agree with, that I don't feel like encapsulates the entire picture of what that country and those people might have to offer. And yeah, I'm really actually glad you touched on that. Um, I feel like that's also been a really large contributor in my personal life as to why I've been having, I wouldn't say it's been a, a huge issue, but it's definitely been a little bit more difficult um, as I get older to connect with people who have yes. not traveled and I don't mean I really am hesitant to say that because I don't want it to come off in a extremely arrogant way because I my travels did not come from leisure they came from necessity of traveling through the military right but even with those like I said staying in the country it's hard for people to wrap their head around um, moving at that frequency so I think if you're in a similar situation and you haven't traveled yet or you might be hesitant, I would definitely highly encourage you to go and explore. Um, granted, do it do it safely. <laughs> um, but okay. Yeah, Next. Exactly. Sorry, did you have anything else to add to that? I know, um, kind of rambled no, there. No, it's okay. I sorry. <clears throat> goodness gracious take your time staying in the hospital and you get sick <laughs> oh lord <laughs> the realities um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's just really difficult to relate to people and who haven't traveled period um right. and in some cases I would even specify it it's really hard to relate to people who haven't been on at least one solo trip because I've talked to guys who have traveled um, and been to many countries, but they've been to those many countries in a group. Mm. So they've, it's, they still haven't experienced the sense of independence that you feel or gone through the, the sort of mind process that happens when you're by yourself in an extremely strange location. Right. Um, do you so, how how yeah. big of a difference do you think that really is though like is that actually um I, I don't know there's probably a better word other than concern but how drastic is that difference would you say like is it how between significant people who, between people who travel in groups and people who travel solo yeah we can say normal people or if you want to relate it to like more romantic uh partners whatever oh, you feel partners? right Like, does that hinder the type of people that you're willing 
to date or does that hinder any types of conversations or you know simple mentality it only hinders the conversation if you're not actively trying to travel by yourself period okay for me traveling is a priority i allocate funds towards traveling i allocate probably most of my funds towards traveling everything else gets saved or i buy some miscellaneous things like food and water you know (laughs) miscellaneous right (laughs) Um, you mean survival (laughs) yes (laughs) um so it's hard to talk people who don't have a passport at the bare minimum if you don't have a passport at the bare minimum then that means you haven't even put forth the first step and the passport is 150 dollars you know what i'm saying so people Mm -hmm. are too busy worried about how much the flight's going to cost how much the uh look the lodging is going to cost but they haven't even paid the money to get a passport you can't worry about how much everything that's going to cost until you worry about getting a passport but then they still have these dreams of of traveling and going to these different countries and you know I love hearing about the places that you want to like that's probably my first question if you could go anywhere where would you go I'd probably ask that on all the dating apps and I love hearing about where these people want to go but if you're not actively trying to do so then that's where I can't talk to you I can't relate I'm already planning my third and fourth trip like (laughs) yeah I think your level of experience towards traveling in general is a lot more on the right end in comparison you know to honestly majority of the population like exactly you definitely that's why that's why I still try to that's why I'm like, oh, I'm not dating anybody. I, that's why I don't say, oh, I'm not dating anybody unless they've been on a solo trip because most of the pop- most of the male population, if you want to get real specific, because when we looked at the percentages, most of the male population yeah. do not go on solo trips. So I know that yeah. that's not going to happen. But we can increase the percentage. If you have $150, and I know that's a lot for, for a lot of people, but... <laughs> If you really want to travel, if you save up $150 to get your passport, then we can have a conversation. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you're not actively trying to pursue your, pursue your, and get your passport, then I, that, that's, we can't have a, con- like, that's where my, um, my, my limit is. You have to have your passport or literally applying to get your passport in the moment that we're talking. So um, FYI for any male listeners, uh, <laughs> money's. <laughs> deal breaker is no passport so it is it it truly it truly is like it truthfully is okay so what I hear you saying is essentially dreaming about going abroad and planning trips is great but if you're not taking initiative to do so you're going to find it very difficult to want to engage in some type of relationship yeah because I mean even with you with all of my friends you can ask all of my friends if they say that they want to go somewhere, I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, right. no hesitation. <laughs> no hesitation. When Denisa right. went to Romania, I was like, I'm going too. And was right. actively trying to go. I was trying to get my parents, because my parents were helping me out. I was like, hey, you know, I don't want anything for Christmas. I just want to go with Denisa to Romania. Yes, ma'am. So- that is... <laughs> 
explaining that in the books because I do not mess around <laughs> about going back home specifically. That's for sure. Um, exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't play about traveling. If you say you want to go somewhere, I'm saying let's go. <laughs> what would you say? I mean, do you have any final words of advice to, you know, I believe the majority of our audience is females ages 18 to 27, I want to say. Any last words of advice or feedback for anyone looking to go either, I would say on their first solo travel, because I'm going to make the assumption that most of us have not been on a solo trip. Um, So I guess I can tell a little bit more of my backstory with solo travel. Um, only child, so I'm used to doing a lot of things by myself. Um, but I started off with going to a concert by myself. I started off mm-hmm. with going, taking myself out to dates, going out to a restaurant by myself, going to see a movie by myself. Same. Then I went to Niagara Falls by myself, which was still in country. And then when I studied abroad in Italy, I did my first big, you know, international solo trip to Barcelona. Yeah. Um. And then I did an even bigger solo because Barcelona was only for three days or something like that. Then I did an even bigger solo trip to Mexico for a month. Yeah. And now I'm in now I'm in Portugal. Now you're in for Portugal. Three weeks. So it's essentially a snowball effect. I like that. I really like that. So yes, start small. That is great yeah. advice. Start small start and then small. work your way up. I definitely, I'm not gonna lie. My mother did call me weird for going to movie theaters and restaurants by myself, but I thoroughly enjoy my company and I find it extremely peaceful. Um, Anytime I take myself out, that is the mindset switch. Like I am taking you out. It's almost as I look myself. Exactly. Almost as if I look at myself as a secondary person. Therefore, once I do physically go alone to these places, I don't feel alone. Exactly. Like uh, I was talking to my to my on my Finsta, but you guys can hear this story. <laughs> um, I went on a trip with a guy to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, um, and he had we went out to dinner, and he had bought me appetizers, and I was really impressed that this man had bought me appetizers. I'd never had a man buy me appetizers before. Like Sad if face. you get if you get appetizers and a main course and and dinner like, I mean, and dessert, then this, this is a three course meal. Like I've never had a man and alcoholic drinks. Like (laughs) I was really impressed. Um, it's the little things. It's the, I was, I was really impressed, but I did that for myself. I did that for myself. Uh, this week I bought myself an appetizer. I bought myself a main course. I bought myself an alcoholic drink. I didn't get a dessert because they didn't have anything I wanted. Um, but I did get me some truffles afterwards. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's about really treating yourself well, treating yourself the way that you want to be treated is how I kind of go forth on my solo, on my solo travels. How would I want to treat myself? I need to focus on myself, which is the reason why I do these solo trips because I have a tendency, which we've discussed in the podcast plenty of times before, I personally have a tendency to not focus on myself. Mm. Solo traveling causes me to hyper-focus on myself because as you said, it's survival. 
it, it is, is survival. So I am hyper-focusing on my needs, on my wants, not even my needs, on my wants. I make sure that all of my wants are met, as in, where do I want to go today? What do I want to eat today? I just want to stay in bed today. What do I want to watch? Who do I want to talk to? I don't have to worry about any other's opinion except for any other's, um, any other people's wants except for myself, um, which is why it's so liberating important. yes important and liberating for me and why this can be uh, a self introspection and inner surveillance journey wow we just did a whole 180 there a lot a lot of good <laughs> a lot of good nuggets were just dropped if you need to rewind that and re-listen to that and listen to what Imani just said in the past 30 seconds every morning do it I my name is Denisa and I approve of this message. <laughs> there are a lot of great things that you touched on that I think would, could be a whole nother separate episode, but I think that is a fantastic way to tie off as to why solo trips can be, can bring upon a lot of different epiphanies and yeah. where that self-introspection comes from, because thinking about yourself literally like a kind of detaching your soul from your body and taking mm -hmm. care of self in that regards can like I said for me it's really comforting because I'm so go 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 throughout the day that even on my self-care days you know I'm kind of just doing the bare minimum to kind of wind mm -hmm. down but when you put yourself in an environment to be completely alone but not alone in the sense that you have to be in the right mindset and thinking that you're doing things for yourself. Like you're right. actually caring for your body. You're actually caring for your soul. And yeah, I think one of the easiest ways to do that is to remove yourself from the physical environment and immerse yourself in something completely out of the box. So fantastic. Exactly. All right. So book your next solo trip. Book your next solo trip, guys. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, so we really appreciate you all for listening. And we will see you all next Friday. Yeah, on inner surveillance. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>